Welcome to the Wide Teams Podcast, the podcast for geographically dispersed teams and remote workers. Located on the web at wideteams.com and on Twitter at wideteams. This is episode 22. I'm your host, Avdi Grimm. I know, I know, it's been a little slow around here. Well, with the holidays and then being swamped with work after the holidays, I haven't really had a lot of time for the podcast. But never fear, I have a ton of great interviews coming down the pipeline. And I'm going to try to get things started right this year with part one of a two-part interview with Rob Dempsey of lifeofthefreelancer.com. You know, freelancing and remote work kind of go hand in hand. A lot of people get started as freelancers because they want to be able to work from home or they want to be able to work from the road. And however they get started freelancers usually find themselves if nothing else working with remote clients and and often working with a distributed team so i was really excited to talk with rob he and i have similar backgrounds he's also a web developer but lately he's been spending a lot of time helping freelancers and entrepreneurs get started on the right foot What you're about to hear is part one of a kind of a rambling conversation that he and I had about our experiences with remote work, with freelancing, with distributed teams. I really enjoyed having this conversation, and uh, I hope you get as much out of it as I did. Hey, this is Avdi Graham with WideTeams.com, and I'm talking today with Rob Dempsey of Life of the Freelancer. Rob? Hey, Avdi. How's it going, man? Going great. How are you? Good. We overcame the technical difficulties, so we are all, uh, we're all about it this morning. Yay, Monday. <laughs> Woo! Woo-hoo. So, yeah, so, well, let's just start this conversation off, because this will be... At least for folks that like for the freelancer, this will be a bit of a different uh, kind of thing, not a traditional interview where uh, we have some definite commonalities in terms of we've both been doing software, we're both uh, working with distributed teams, um, or another way of putting that is working with other folks, self-employed or otherwise, that are all over the damn place, right? So, right. And for me, uh, at Life for the Freelancer, it's very important to... Uh, team up, like teaming up with other freelancers, huge, especially nowadays. So you've been doing that, I've been doing that. So we can totally have a conversation around that. So let's let's start off too. I think by you giving some some more of your background. All right. Well, um, so uh, yeah, like you said, I'm a software developer. I've been doing that for uh, I guess over ten years. And I uh, started out sort of in the you know the vast military industrial complex, and then I I eventually moved into uh, more into web development, and um, and in the process I've done a lot of of working with dispersed distributed teams, um, 
scattered across, usually across North America, um, and um, and I uh, at some point I realized that I really wanted to spend more time at home, um, as much of my time as I could uh, at home with my family, and so I decided that you know I wanted to to really get good at um, at working with dispersed teams um, and just sort of enabling that to to happen for myself and for and for more people to be able to to choose sort of where they work from independently of who they work for and uh and so i've um i've been uh since um i guess june i've been interviewing a lot of people about who are working on dispersed teams about uh how they how they make that work how they um do typically software development although um I'm gonna. I've. I'm gonna be talking to some other people that are on on different in different types of organizations, um, but how they they manage a dispersed team and what are the challenges and how they overcome those and tools they use and all that kind of thing. Um, and uh, of course, anybody who's who's uh, listening to this on on wideteams.com knows all this already. But uh, but but yeah, that's. Uh, and that's definitely. I mean, I, I am a freelancer now, so so uh, Rob's thing is 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 all about freelancing, and I've learned a lot of stuff from his site and uh, uh, from your site, I should say. And <laughs> and uh, um, you know, and I am I have been a freelancer uh, for a while now. Yeah, and so and I was reading your bio. And so again, like you said, you've been you were working in the vast military industrial complex. It sounds like. Basically, the man, right? So, right. Now, matter of fact, I, I have my my my. Uh, I saw the Raytheon cup. Yeah, yeah my military industrial con- uh, <laughs> complex mug here. You can say I've been there, got the mug, right? <laughs> yeah. So now, when did you go freelance? Uh, let's see. That would be, uh, I think, spring of this year. Yeah. Right on. So not not an enormous amount of time, no. but you you but you made that leap though. Yeah. And you have four kids, you said, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right now, did your wife like freak out when, or whatnot when you were talking about like going off on your own? Uh, not really. I mean, you know, she pretty much, um, you know, I pretty much figure out, you know, she she keeps track of the kids in the home, and 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 I pretty much figure out how to bring money in, and and so we we keep things pretty well divided that way. Um, gotcha. And now, did you create like a financial safety net, having been working full time for quite a while before you made the jump? Uh, I wish I could say yes. Uh, the truth is, you know, i i had been I had been planning on on um, making the jump to freelance at some point, um, right. but I had it kind of um, kind of uh, come to me faster than I had planned. Um, so basically, what happened was. Um, I was um, working for a company called Dever, which which the the Ruby and Rails programmers that are listening may re- may remember, uh, which was a startup which was was really cool and uh, but unfortunately not you know didn't succeed and uh, so I so that when that went away um, that sort of launched me earlier than I'd intended into my uh, freelance career. Uh, rather abruptly, so no, I didn't really have a uh, a safety net. Gotcha. But well, you're making it happen. Yeah. I mean, I had I had the the um, the the best safety net that you can get, which is just you know no, just having good friends and knowing people that that uh, that 
were able to find, you know, to, to refer me to work. Right on. And that's a, that's a huge point, having that network there. So a uh, few listeners to give a bit of background on me. I mean, my background, too, is software development, and even before that, IT. So uh, before I got into Ruby on Rails, um, like, I think it was maybe six years ago, now, I don't know, like, I remember messing with Rails before it was 1.0, but I didn't actually start building a business doing Rails development until um, a little after 1.0 was out. So my background was IT, I did Microsoft stuff, so I had, like, the, the MCSE, and I was A+, plus, N+, plus, all that stuff, basically what I term, like, the computer fix-it <laughs> kind of stuff, and the first time I had my business, I just up and quit my job, and I'm like, I can do it better than this guy, and he was doing some stuff that I didn't, well, he said something that I didn't fully agree with, and so I up and quit my job, and that didn't turn out so well, so though, luckily, though, my the second iteration of my business, which was doing software development, the way that I set it up was completely to be able to do it literally from anywhere that I was working, and so that I could work with people that were anywhere because I had had while I didn't have a physical location when I was doing IT I was running around I was up in DC at the time so literally driving all over DC Maryland and Virginia which would take a minimum of 45 minutes to get literally anywhere so you know you go one place you're there for an hour or two you drive 45 minutes an hour to get to the next place blah 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 basically half your time is spent uh, just driving around from place to place. So that really reduces the amount of billable time. So I'm like, all right, I need to do something that's tech that I don't have to drive anywhere. And so that's really how I got, well, that and I was doing a computer science degree. Um, well, I ended up doing a computer science degree. Um, and that actually led me to getting into Ruby on Rails and software development, which then agile development, which is a... Well, you know about it. I'm sure your listeners know about it. But it's basically a method. Well, it's a set of principles that then manifest themselves as a set of methodologies for developing software that really talks about uh, really customer-focused, being very customer-focused, a lot of communication. And so when you talk about distributed agile, distributed software development, or really working with people all over the place, regardless, it really comes down to it's really important to focus on the communication aspects, I think, of the of the project. And so you're talking about using tools like Skype, like we're using. You can have face-to-face conversations. You're talking project management tools. Um, you're talking even the, the development environment itself, really giving you feedback and telling you what's going on. Okay, does your software suck or your test breaking? Do you even have tests in the first place, right? It's like right. all it's like all this kind of thing. And so when uh, a lot of the same practices, though, whether you're doing software development, whether you're doing really anything where you have people in multiple locations working on the same project, the same principles, the same practices, I think, absolutely come into play. And so I've been able to use agile practices on non-software development projects, and it's been really wicked cool. Right. Oh, that's interesting. So agile agile on, on things beyond software. Yeah, absolutely. And so... I mean, because again, right, it's agile itself is a set of principles mm-hmm. that then manifest themselves as different practices, whether it's scrum. And I have, 
the scrum certifications and there's been a whole like shit storm over there in that in that community i'm i'm glad to kind of be away from that um you know you have scrum you have extreme programming you have all these things but basically we work together for the benefit of the customer and so <clears throat> i remember going to these conferences where people are like oh, oh you're not sitting side by side, you're not doing agile and blah blah blah, and I have to punch these people in the face because it's like, who are you to tell me I'm not freaking doing agile because I'm not sitting beside the person I'm working with? And I think the future of work further um, is that we will be, we'll have these distributed teams mm-hmm. right? because, I mean, you're, I see you're working at your house, right? I'm working at mine, and the the overhead of that is a hell of a lot lower than if we have to come into some office. And what's the What's the point? I mean, you and I could work together, right? You're up in where, like Maryland, you said? Pennsylvania. Yeah, uh, okay, Pennsylvania. Yeah. So I was off completely, so my fault. Well, no, so, not really, because I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm just across the line from Maryland. I, it's, it's, I, it's 45 minutes for me to drive to Baltimore. Right on, right? So you can be up in Pennsylvania. I can be, I'm currently in Minnesota. I'm going to be in Thailand probably in a month. But, you know, the point, and I work with folks in the Philippines. I work with um, some of my previous employees in Florida. Right, so we can be. I work with cut. My customers are all over the place, as I'm sure yours are too. Uh, I remember when I was building Atlantic Dominion Solutions, which is my web development business. I had never met any, like a majority of my customers. I never even met them mm. in real life for years until mm. my wife and daughter and I took a road trip and started driving around and meeting these folks. Mm. So you know, this is uh, I think just an ever increasing trend. Um, and especially when you're talking self-employed people like you and I, teaming up, working together, all of this becomes even more important for, okay, well, how do we work well right. with you in Pennsylvania, me in Minnesota or Thailand or wherever, um, totally for the benefit, again, of the customer? And how do we bring them into the picture? And so we're all all over the place scattered about how do we really make this work well? Right. So. My question to you is, what are you doing that's really helping you to do to make that happen? Um, well, I mean, you know, my biggest project right now is 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 just the uh, the process of sort of trying of trying to bring together the people that are that are doing this and 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 get the conversation going more because because what I found is that I mean, you're absolutely right. I think this is sort of the trend. Um, you're seeing more and more of it, especially in web web development. I mean, there are some there are some Things that you can do that you really require at least part of the team to be on one site, but but when it comes to web development, um, and uh, you know it, you can be you're absolutely right. You can be anywhere, and and there are all these these groups that are doing it, um, and they're using different techniques and they're using different tools, um, and you know I'm trying to sort of assemble that into one place, um, and uh, and get people. You know, get people sort of collect some of that that wisdom that's out there. Um, so, what do you? I so okay. So, for instance, um, what are what are you hearing then when you when you're out interviewing people about yeah. this stuff? What are you hearing that are some of the things that are working pretty well for folks so far? Well, I mean, I think I think the the the, the general experience seems to be that it's not. It's not as big a change and it's not as big a, a problem as a lot of people imagine that it's going to be. And I think it was interesting. You talked about sort of the debate. There is that debate over, you know, can you be doing agile work uh, distributed? Uh, but the truth is it's kind of a moot question because it's being done, just like you said. You know, it's it's people are doing it everywhere. Um, and, um, you know, um, I, I hear a lot of things. I hear things like... Um, 
obviously, I mean, obviously communication is key, but, but, um, you know, it's, it's, it's all about sort of the pace of the communication and, 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 um, and how you, um, keep it going. I mean, the, the big thing that I hear a lot is the importance, even if you're going to be distributed, um, of, of meeting up in person from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I pretty much hear that from everyone that it's, you know, if you're going to work with somebody as a dispersed team, that's fine, but try to make it happen that you, that at the beginning of the, um, of the pro, if possible, at the beginning of the project, uh, you all get together. Uh, and just sort of get to know each other a little bit in person. It, it completely changes the character of every every interaction that you'll have after that because you have that sense of them as a person. And so when you, they email you or when when you talk to them on campfire or something like that, they're gonna you know you're gonna see them as a person saying it rather than just you know sort of you know that jerk on the other end of the of the the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, so that's something I hear over and over again. Um, you know, everyone is pretty much everyone's doing some kind of daily meeting, usually like on Skype, um, or, or something like that. Um, um, I hear a lot about having well-defined, uh, expectations, mm. Um, you know, so it doesn't work as well when, when it's, when it's kind of up in the air what to do next on the project. It works better when, when there's, you know, some clear and well-defined, uh, goals for the, for, for the, the iteration or whatever. Um, and, um, you know, and I think the thing that, the, the sort of, the, the biggest thing that I've, I've taken away from everyone I've talked to is that, and from my own experiences, is that, uh, working as a dispersed team really requires you to be intentional about it. I mean, you can't just... I think the people that, that have the, the biggest problems with them, the, the worst experiences, are the ones that just sort of expected it to work, um, just sort of to happen. And, you know, and the truth is, um, as good as the technology gets, everything is still going to be a little bit more of an effort. I mean, you and I had, had some technical difficulties getting Skype connected this morning, um, you know, and... And if you're going to say, oh, screw it, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to do the Skype call this morning, um, you know, and you're working as, as a team, um, that, that doesn't work out, you know, and so, so, you know, you have to accept the fact that, um, you know, everything's going to be a little bit more effort than it would be if, if, you know, the other people on your team were sitting across the table from you. And as long as everybody realizes that and is intentional about making it work, uh, it, it will work. Right on. So really, I mean, what you're talking about then are is relationship building between the people within the team. And mm-hmm. so less about the project and more about how do you and I work together to make this thing happen. So you're talking people skills and not necessarily technology skills at that point. Yeah. Yeah. It's really just about, I mean, it's about making an effort, um, you know, and uh, and making you know making sure that the connections happen, uh, even if even if there's a uh, a technological barrier or a, a time barrier or whatever it is, um, just making sure you know it's it's easy it's easier to remember to to maintain that communication when when you see someone around. But as long as you as you just make the effort, um, you know, then it'll it'll happen. Right on. Yeah, I mean, because to me, and I think, uh, as you said, right, like, people doing 
in the software space, agile development distributed is a moot point because it is happening. I've seen companies where they have like all their business analysts and all the businessy people inside, like internal, but then they completely outsource all the development. Right. And where that really falls down is, just as you said, no expectations have been discussed. Like no one talks about that. Okay, who's going to do what? What do we expect of you? What do we want to see on both sides? It's kind of the not the plan of action per se, but the what are the rules of engagement? Exactly, uh, if you will, right? And so if you don't have that, then yeah. you're not even laying down the foundation for this whole thing to to work. I have a I have a friend, Chris Strom, who um, who likes uh, who who talks about working agreements and the importance of working agreements when having a um, when, when you have a dispersed team and, uh, and that's basically just having an actual a short written written list of things like you know we will um, we will report status in a daily meeting every day um, or you know there, there are tools for for that are sort of like internal Twitter for um, for reporting your status to each other and, and keeping up to date with each other and, and, and a working agreement could be I will update our you know our Yammer tool or our presently tool or whatever you're using um, at least once an hour or something like that you know just these working agreements that, that groups come up with that uh, that help them remember to uh, to keep those lines of communication open yeah right on so that I mean so that forms the kind of foundation everyone has the the expectations because I think when you're working inside of a company you have that company culture hopefully there's a company culture um, that kind of dictates how people will be working together you get maybe that training when you first come into the business but when we're forming these ad hoc teams out there so whereas um, we weren't before then we have to make sure that we have a, a basis in place for how we are going to work together. Because right. then it's a, um, I think then the tools and everything else are pretty straightforward. I mean, so to me, this stuff seems, me, because I've been doing it for right. a number of years, seems pretty straightforward. But it's like, okay, we gotta, we gotta talk, you know, and we gotta know what we're doing, and we gotta know, um, when we're going to talk with a customer, who's going to say what so we don't step on each other's toes and, and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, that idea of a working agreement um, is fantastic. Just having that right off the bat, you could probably come up with some boilerplate and say, look, you know, if we're going to work together, this is how it's going to be, then that's that because this is what I found to be successful. Yeah, so that's but cool. you've got to be you've got to be flexible, too. I mean, you know, one of the big, big uh, insights of Agile is that is that you you constantly improve by evaluating you know pretty frequently evaluating the things that the tools and the techniques that you're using and then uh you know and then you you suggest improvements and then you test you know you see if the improvements have helped and i think that's another thing that's really important um is especially for dispersed teams because dispersed teams really are reliant on uh, more reliant on tools and practices to keep those lines of communication open you really have to have uh, retrospectives or something like retrospectives uh, every couple weeks or you know at the most like every month uh, in your project and just talk about you know what's working or you know and what the annoyances are and then and then possibly come up so you may you know you may might 
add a new working agreement or you might modify one or you might decide we're going to try a different tool for our for our meetings or something like that uh you really have to to keep stay flexible on that and stay on top of that stuff you know you can't just if if something isn't working right you can't just let it fester yeah no absolutely so um for anyone non-software listening that's a retrospective is where uh, like Avi and I would sit down and say, okay, well, how are things going? What's what's been working well? What's not working well? So taking those what's not working so well and then figuring out, okay, well, how can we make that better? And then implementing that, like, say, over the next two weeks or month. Personally, I think one month is too long for anything. I'm on Internet time here, buddy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, every two weeks you say, okay, well, let's try this out for, like, a week or two, see how it goes on the project, and then... Now, if we need to change yet again, then we change yet again. So, yeah, it's always trying to optimize, really optimize your your process. So whether that's um, how you're developing software, how you're designing something, how you're communicating internally, right. you got to look at what the hell you're doing. Is it working? And if not, then freaking change that stuff right away. Because I've seen projects get derailed, like, extremely quickly um, because basically no one just addressed the, the issues. So got to address yeah. the issues. Thanks for listening to the Wide Teams podcast. Please visit us on the web at wideteams.com to leave feedback and enjoy more articles, screencasts, and conversations about dispersed teams. The Wide Teams podcast is a service of ShipRise LLC and is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, share-alike license. Our music is by Giles Boquette. Until next time, this is Avdi Grimm signing off. Wild, 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 wild,